balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a physician. I've been in practice for 40 years. You know, when I started taking this, you know, I, I don't like medicines, and I probably have taken more people off medicine than I put on it. And so I looked at it, and it's pretty much a natural uh, element. And there's no question in my mind, knowing a lot of patients, that uh, people my age, you know, 60 and over, do not eat right. And they certainly don't get the appropriate uh, uh, nutrients through the vegetables, fruits, and things like that. So I think that it supplies the building blocks that your body normally would use to heal itself. And uh, if you don't get them, you don't heal right. So it's amazing. I mean, I'm doing what I did two years ago. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Kate. Jerry, tell us why you ended up here at Inside Out Hyperbaric Wellness. A friend of my wife kept trying to get me to come in. She said it'd do good. I was very skeptical about coming in. I came in and did it. Within 20 minutes of being in there, my pain was gone. And to me, that's unbelievable. That just doesn't happen. I've been dealing with pain since 1994, and nothing's ever taken it away. But when I, inside the chamber, it's like a whole new life for me, you know. It's unbelievable, the pain is gone. Check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Fragile Americans, there's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. We turn the kids into cowards. Oh, Johnny can't tie his shoe. Let's not make him learn to tie his shoe in case he's not good at it and feels embarrassed and ruins his self-esteem. Let's put Velcro straps on Johnny's shoe. He wants to play in the monkey bars. What if he's not as good as all the other kids? But if he falls and skins his knee, he'll ruin his self-esteem. We must now remove the monkey bars so nobody gets them. Or we'll stick him over here in the grass. It's become ridiculous. I had monkey bars. You know what they put him over? Asphalt! <laughs> and without a helmet, I might add. That's what I'm talking about. And then the pièce de résistance, the antibacterial wipe. Without the antibacterial one. Johnny, don't touch it until I mop it down thoroughly with an antibacterial one. God forbid you get a germ inside you. A germ. No wonder we have a multi-billion dollar antibiotic industry. We don't let enough germs get inside our kids so their body can learn to fight it off the way kids like God designed it to do. Oh, that's how it's supposed to work. If you really love your kids, the next time they drop a sucker in the dirt, pick it up, blow it off, and shove it Sure we did. Mom used to spit in a Kleenex and wipe my face. That was my antibacterial wipe. And look how I turned out. <laughs> I just know that when you listen to that, and I know you're laughing, 
that most people feel the same exact way. Yep. Right? Don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You only have a couple of completely obsessive individuals raising kids that feel like that is the way to go. And so just know that you're in the norm of the people with common sense that... That is so true, though. I mean, the, it's like when a parent first has a baby, too. You know, everything is steamed mm-hmm. and, you know, and then you get to the third baby and you just pass fireballs on the floor, you shove it in their mouth. You don't even care anymore. But we have become so obsessive about germs. And, you know, we're live today. And uh, last hour, we talked about Lavoie Finicum. We talked about this is the third year anniversary of COVID, talking about COVID and Um, I do want to share some conversations today with you because I know that you still are having a tough time dealing with the antibacterial wipe person in your family. Every family has them. The OCD, crazy, wore the mask 24-7 person, right? I mean, um, and so... Everybody's got that. And I'm not talking about the person that was actually having issues where they have um, immunity issues in the very small, tiny, less than 1% of America. I'm just talking about your average citizen. So I know you've had conversations like this. How are your conversations now with family and friends? What would you say? How would you categorize that? Um, Normal. Mm -hmm. We, We don't discuss this anymore. No? Nope. The, the only thing we do is exchange a few jokes about the people who still mask. <laughs> the one outside. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The one in the car. We really don't. Right. It's just not part of our lives. Not one of my, I mean, I've been pretty sick for a couple of weeks. Right. And not one of my kids asked me if I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad it's getting that way. Yeah. You know, it's funny. All the people I've noticed, I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook and and I put up a picture of what, a, and, and I even described it as a concept. It's not reality yet, but baby pods. Because mm-hmm. we mentioned this. Oh, I mentioned yeah. this yesterday. Baby pods in um, grown in mass where you visit your baby, you have earbuds to talk to the baby oh, yeah. and wireless earbuds. And this is being, you know, sort of um, developed. developed as a concept. And they would like to do this. There are many, many people that would actually like to do that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it was funny because this person in particular did nothing but rake me over the coals since we've been talking about this since January 26th, 2020, okay? And all I got was, if the CDC doesn't say it, that's not a fact. You come at me we with a fact. And I'm like, the CDC doesn't give facts. Yeah, well, I'm not going to believe it less the CDC. I mean, that's how boneheaded this person was. And then also just scurry me over how dare you say things not really approved by the government <laughs> how how you use common sense um and that's not okay so i put up this picture and it's a concept picture okay mm-hmm. and it's described as such and the comment was basically you, you know you put this up and now you want everyone to think we're going to be slaves to robots a robot you know um we're going to be in a robot war, whatever the case may be, and ridiculing that I put this up. So in return, I gave him 14 articles of the fact that this is all happening. 
the the robots. Uh, Amazon said that they were going to be taking uh, more robots than people. We have articles dating all the way back to 1999, talking about the genetics in the future, editing DNA, um, you name it, right? They even have a robot hand holding a vial, holding a vial, a vaccine vial, okay? Mm-hmm. Time Magazine. Also, they have a robot hand, not even a human hand. I just want everybody to realize that. And then going back to 1988, they did take a goat and they put him in a uh, womb, an artificial womb, watched him grow. And he had problems afterwards trying to awake out of the the chemical cocktail they were giving him. And I don't think he lived very long. Anyway, they've been doing these things at least since 88 that we know of. So I just started posting article. Yeah, this isn't happening. And yes, this must be fiction because uh, he wrote back that these people that you're referring to are just science fiction writers. And all you do is use charging, you know, rhetoric to get the mob going. And that basically putting down this entire audience for being stupid uh, mob people that run around and can't think about things. This is the same guy that said that whatever the CDC said goes and anything that's common sense in front of your face doesn't matter. Okay. And so the comment I made back was, you know, it doesn't, the, the very person that we try to reach is that guy. He thinks he's morally, intellectually superior. Mm -hmm. He points to all of you and says, oh, you're all so crazy. None of this is happening. It's all written by science fiction. Is MIT a science fiction writer? I thought that MIT was MIT. MIT, I think, is a very spectacular Uh uh, university for developing these kinds of things. (laughs) Yeah, they actually put it out there themselves. And how do we talk to these people? Because... They're intellectual. They think they're superior, but they believe every nonsensical, idiotic thing that the TV spits out. But in their minds, they're intellectually superior. How do, how do we cross this bridge with these people? I don't have patience for him anymore because I remember being skewered by this guy for years, and he tried to humiliate me again and again and again. With all of the facts I was putting up, like the death tolls that they, they kept claiming and all the facts, all the facts that, that mm-hmm. absolutely will tell you COVID was such a lie. But, but the person in their brain thinks they're intellectually superior and they think you're all nuts. You're, you all must be crazy. Yet I can point to millions, and I'm not kidding, go, go Google it, millions of articles, Right. Millions of articles about this for 30, 40 years. We're moving in the direction of transhumanism, AI and robots. And and I guess people don't want to look at those articles. I'm I'm not quite sure. Read those books. They don't want to understand what MIT and DARPA and WEF and Davos and everybody's talking about. We We just ignore it. They would rather believe that it's science fiction. The problem is that if you, I'm, I've always been a pretty big science fiction buff, uh-huh. and when you go back through history, mm-hmm. 
So much of science fiction has become science fact. <laughs> I know. That's the truth. It really is. But, it, but it really it's all is. Hollywood and scientific oh, writers. Yeah. So it's all Hollywood. Um, and that's our problem is we're dealing with a lot of people like this. They think they're smart. They think they're bright. They can't see when they walk out the door every day that everybody wasn't falling dead. So there really was no pandemic. But they'll tell you there was one because the news told them. They're parents, just like the medical institutions. So how do we get through to these people? What do we do? How do, how do we talk to them? Um, and I'll play a clip for you coming back in the next section of the show because it's this kind of stuff that drives me crazy is how you know that these people, um, they have pretty good careers. They have a family. They're, they're nice people to talk to. But what clicks in the brain to ignore everything in front of your face and common sense and take on and not even think for a second or really what they do is they think the government and the media love them and want to help them. <laughs> There's no evidence of that, but they think that. Yep. And that there, I guess you have to just, you just ignore what Davos and WEF and all these uh, World Economic Forum and UN are talking about, right? And of fossil fuels, 15 minute cities, they've already introduced that concept. Not a concept anymore. It's already introduced. You're just supposed to ignore that. I guess until it hits in your front yard, I don't... Then you have to step around it. So then I guess that's the only time that you they don't get it then become either. awake. I just know a lot of you have conversations with people like this. And they sound somewhat intelligent when they're talking. And they just don't make any sense because they, are, they, they don't have a skill to be able to actually read what's in their face, listen to the words coming out of the mouths of these people, and actually think that, they're going to do these things, I guess. I don't, I really don't know. That's why I'm, I'm asking all of you, how in the world do you get through to these people? And this guy took all the shots proudly because we were in a pandemic, because they were about to die, even though they were perfectly healthy. Doesn't even think that the shots are going to be the cause of myocarditis, um, cancers coming out of the cells like um, Judy, Dr. Judy Mikovits talked about. None, nothing, just nothing. Um, just completely oblivious to all that, right? A sudden death syndrome suddenly occurring. Are they just people that can't put pieces together? What do you I, think? I think I've tried to get through or to so many. Maybe it's a lack. Is it a lack of knowledge of history? Because history repeats, as we just talked about. I, th I think it's actually people who have an issue with the fear. They can't fate. If this is real... I need to fear something mm. besides getting COVID. Right. So, and yeah. I can't do that. So this guy said, we just need a careful conversation over uneasy feelings. Yeah, that um, works. You're 50 years too late, buddy. Like, this has been going on a really long time. 80 years, 100 years too late. Um, but they're at the stage just now to have a careful conversation very soft, quiet conversation about what might be happening in the world. I don't even know how to talk to that. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This if is the Kate Daly Show. some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. In Lama Land, 
of with this song? I always think of Leonard DiCaprio <laughs> walking through the airport in that Tom Hanks movie about the uh, about the guy, the criminal guy that oh, posed as a yeah. pilot. There's a, just this iconic scene of him walking through with Pan Am stewardesses. Anyway, welcome back, Kate Daly Show, and. Uh, Listen, MyPillow.com, go get some new sheets, go get some new towels, go get uh, the slippers. Slippers are four layers of goodness. Oh, they're amazing. And uh, people rave about the slippers for a reason, because you can wear them outside, too. Um, Also, the uh, robes. Wow, incredible. So um, make sure and go to MyPillow.com and put in the code Kate and treat yourself. Um, he's going to give you all the savings after being canceled out of the stores. And this is such a great place to go pick up those items. And I really appreciate you doing that and putting in the code Kate balance of nature too. What a fantastic product. Please get it balance of nature.com. And, uh, boy, it's great. Um, it really helps. It's the best kind of multivitamin you can have is the, is the, uh, nutrients from 31 fruits and vegetables a day. And they don't have any pesticides on them, and they're fantastic. Go to balanceofnature.com, code word Kate. 35% off free shipping. Um, Also, if you were wondering what I talked about with Ukraine and the Ukraine smart city as they rebuild, (laughs) a lot of money in government contracts. Um, uh, So if you just look up Ukraine smart city, there's a lot on this. And three years ago, they tried to... um, they really were in the news a lot, if you guys remember, three years ago um, to become a smart city and to absolutely transform the Ukraine. And then, oh my gosh, we had like a war between them and Russia. Hmm. And now we have all this rebuilding, right? And uh, things. Anyways, uh, is all the are the billions of dollars going into making this the city on the hill uh, that that everyone goes, ooh, we want that. So we welcome it more. Instead of the groups that are saying no to 5G and 6G Mm -hmm. and everything else. Oh, look how wonderful they're doing. No freedom, but hey, you get monitored 24-7. Facial recognition, awesome. Um, But you can Google that. You can look it up. So should I play this conversation? I love this conversation. This is between a woke professor and I think it's the young American... um, Oh, Charlie's group. I'm pretty sure it's the YA. I can't remember who. Oh, that. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, listen to this conversation because this is what it was like talking to um, a friend of mine yesterday and last night and this morning about the wokeness it takes to believe certain things, okay, and really believe them. So here you go. And this is about four minutes. Here we go. And let me <laughs> turn off the music. Oh, I'm terrible. Okay, here we go. Hey, it's live radio. What can I say? Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm, I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks guys. 
Hey guys, Kate here. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that you realize the Pure Body Spray, the Zeolite Spray, there's an ad for that on the bottom of my homepage. You guys might want to grab that. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of really great results from it. This is the one my daughters turned me on to and they give it to their kids. But also for older people as well, um, because of the metals in our body, the things that are uh, so toxic, they think this is what's causing all the Alzheimer's and dementia to happen. And so if that's the case, this Pure Body Spray, all you do do a spray it in your mouth, tastes like water, you don't even taste anything, and a couple times a day, and it adheres to the metals and the toxins in your body and takes them out. And so this is an important spray with everything going on, all of the things showering down on our heads and everything else. This is something that you're going to want in your arsenal. So I highly, highly recommend this uh, Pure Body Zeolite spray, okay? Uh, Make sure and go to the link on the bottom of my homepage. You'll feel better, less brain fog, all kinds of different things that you'll see from getting those toxins out of your body, your liver, everything else. Zeolite spray is amazing, and this is the purest form on the market, so make sure and get it. Here we go. Can you say to the list of statistics in your talk, which you claim support the idea that illegal immigrants are dangerous or criminals? I cited a number of statistics that show that they commit federal crimes at a significantly higher rate than native-born Americans. Yeah. Okay. So what role do you think that structural racism and inherent bias has to play in those statistics? I don't think that... The people who enter this country illegally are forced to do so by some sort of systemic racism. There's no systemic American racist going down to El Salvador and saying, you better get up and sneak into the United States. And there's nobody in the United States who forces people who come here illegally to commit crimes. I think the premise of this question is actually quite offensive, though it's a popular assumption, which is that illegal aliens somehow don't have free will. It's the assumption that illegal aliens are somehow morally uh, uneducated. They have no sense of right and wrong. They have no ability to control their their emotions and their impulses. This is obviously profoundly racist and not true. We have free will. We have the ability to do what we want to do. This is why, by the way, the majority of Hispanic, uh, Hispanic people in the United States and Hispanic voters oppose illegal immigration. The, the races are exactly the same. The ethnicity is exactly the same. The question of crime is different because race does not determine your criminality. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that people of color are more likely to be convicted of crimes unfairly than white people. They're more likely to commit certain crimes. That's true. I don't think that's because of their race. I think it's because of aspects of their free will and perhaps of culture. That's not true. I'm talking about... That is true. I mean, what I just said is true. I'm not quite sure where you're getting your statistics from and you choose to From the federal government. You choose to interpret (laughs) them in your... Bureau of Justice Statistics and Department of Homeland Security. Can I talk? Well, you, you, you said you didn't know where I got my statistics from, and I'm telling you where I get them from. Well, it would have been nice if you could have let me finish my sentence. Anyway, you well, I, was using a- I was answering your question. <laughs> you are using your statistics for your own agenda, and that's your I'm, I'm citing statistics because they're true. I'm talking about the fact that I'm, I'm faculty here. I also support our support our, um, protester in the back. What do you support specifically? Do you, do you think that anti-immigrant rhetoric is violent free speech? Well, yes, because of the you, you think that, that speech is about. violence? Uh, no, I think that... That's the, what that sign says. The conversation that you're having is oppressive. 
Um, and so I am oppressing people by what I'm doing. So I am I am exerting violence on people by my speech. That's what the sign says, and that's what you just said. It contributes to. And the protester is saying that's exactly what I'm doing, and she's saying that's exactly what her sign means. So that means that you, a faculty member at an American public university, paid for by taxpayer dollars, are conflating speech with violence. Yes. Um, speech can be violent. What you are saying contributes to systemic racism in this country. It means that my students of color are pulled over and accused of stealing a car when they did not. I'm not pulling anybody over for stealing I'm any cars. I, I see many did. people of many different races in this room. I, I, they all seem to be doing just fine. I don't think I, any, any of them have felt violence because they listened to a lecture on, on basic facts about our immigration system. The question was, have I asked people in this room if they've felt as though some violence has been committed on them? Uh, no, I haven't asked because no violence has been committed on you. Because violence is not a subjective feeling. Violence is an objective fact. I can objectively gauge whether or not someone has become violent. The other day, I was at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Some protester attacked me with some weird chemical. That was an objective act of violence. But somebody disagreeing with me, such as some people in this room are doing, are not committing violence on me. And I would say to you, as a faculty member at a taxpayer-funded university, this is the foundation of liberal education. If you cannot understand that there is a difference between speech and violence, you don't understand anything that undergirds the liberal arts or liberal education. And that is a real shame. And I say this with all respect and with great distress for our universities. If our teachers don't under understand the difference between ideas and violence, between speech and violence, then they are in no position to educate the next generation of Americans. Right on, Michael Knowles. Uh, so what's your take on that conversation? The professor and uh, I sounded like Michael Knowles. Yeah, that, the, the simple fact is that they just, those people like this teacher refuse to see reality. Right. They just refuse. Really, they, the one with the agenda is her. Yeah. She has an agenda to see all people of color as oppressed, oppressed and picked on. Yeah. Okay. And I love that he pointed out that those that come to the country legally versus those that run over the border with their eggs, <laughs> carting yeah. of eggs, as we're told, uh, for 10 bucks, those ones, um, that, that they're all picked on. There is no free will. They are all a, a subject to um, the oppression of the white man in the United States. You know, uh, yeah, it, it's amazing that a professor could go there, but this is the thought process that I'm talking about. The thinking is is very broad, right? She doesn't want to listen to any facts. Right. It was all broad thinking of her agenda. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things I like about these turning point things, uh -huh. because they don't in any way give in to the false narrative. Right. They never, yeah. not an inch. Right. Most people, when you talk to them, they get into an uncomfortable position where they concede a little point. Yeah, yeah. Which then they're yeah. destroyed then. Right, right, right. They right. never do. Yeah, I like that too. And you heard the protester in the back. You didn't ask us whether we feel it's violence. Everything is feelings. Yeah. Everything comes right. down to feelings. 
And so here he was representing facts. They were having a conversation. And like he said, if you can't tell the difference between speech and violence. So when I showed the picture of the baby pods that uh, that this concept is being trying to be developed, okay, and been worked on by scientists that talk about artificial wombs for the last 20 years at least, then, um, well, going back to 1988, you could go back even to that. So what I then what I'm accused of is giving very, very charged rhetoric to an angry mob of people who can't rationalize. Right? That's that's what I'm guilty of in this person's eyes. He can't see that it's a picture of something that they have been working on. I could show articles and I did. But that but that now he feels (laughs) instead of taking in as a fact, feels that it's all charged rhetoric to get you all crazed with fear porn about stuff that's never going to happen. Um, it's happening. Anyways, so it's it's the same kind of thing to me. Well, the, the biggest problem they have when dealing with mm-hmm. people is people that don't base everything on their emotional feelings. Right. And they can't. They right. can't help it. Everything, everything. is elevated. Everything is emotional. Emotions are easy to elevate. Oh, just elevate the whole premise. I'm so in love again. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I'm the, you know, he was the person putting his head in the sand who would not read an article, I guess, um, from his own mainstream that he believes in for the last 20, 30 years. But it has to be me giving charged rhetoric for exposing it. So elevating the feelings there. That you are doing this, but what we really need to get back to is a careful conversation, a very quiet one, where we sip our tea and we talk about a world that science fiction can only dream of that probably isn't going to happen for a hundred years. And you know that book of revelations that I believe in? Yes, that that'll all happen in a day, Uncle Milty. One day yep. we yep. will just look at the book of revelations, because I believe in scripture, look at the book of revelations and there's no bridge from here to there. Nothing will happen along the way. We're so spiffy and wonderful lollipops and roses crammed up our rear ends. And we just have such a great outlook. But then one day in like a hundred years, then the book of Revelations will come to pass. And I totally believe the scriptures. I mean, I don't understand what is in people's heads, but maybe it's those emotions and feelings. I don't know. I, you're right about the fear of emo- the emotion of fear. Can't feel fear, I guess. But, but elevating everything into feelings, I, it isn't feelings. There are things happening right now. <laughs> you know, this oh, morning, I, I, and it rarely happens, but I was listening to the show last night. And so Glenn Beck was on because that's uh-huh. the station. Uh-huh. Was on, and he made a great point. What? People expect the devil to be obvious. <laughs> and the interesting thing is, well, he is. I mean, my God. No, like in red suit with oh, horns. Oh, obvious. yes, 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 yes. You're right. No, you're right about that. That yeah. he's yeah. not. Yeah. Be right back. Hey, Taylor Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. 
trying to forget my feelings of love. I love this song. <laughs> Teardrops. I think we should play this, like, whenever. <laughs> all these groups that get together. Yeah. We should play it really in all the college courses because that's really what they teach. Sure. It's all feelings. It's all feelings. Yeah. And uh, facts don't matter. It's just feelings. And, but, and you know, just heighten all those feelings. Uh, Inside Out Hyperbarics. Make sure and get over to Inside Out Hyperbarics. Get a hyperbaric machine while you can because um, talk about something to barter with. Talk about something to have in your possession that could mean so much to you and the health of your friends, your family, and your loved ones. I can't speak enough to what hyperbaric chamber can do and how it can get oxygen into that cell. And it can solve so many issues. Please look into this. Go to InsideOutHyperbarics.com. InsideOutHyperbarics.com. And ask uh, Ryan questions over there because um, this will be so so fantastic, seriously, to have. And your whole life. Your whole life you can have one. And they're cheap, too. It's like just over 200 bucks a month. Um, cheaper than the medical care they're throwing at you. I'll tell you that oh, much. Yeah. Whew, it's gone up. It's gone up so high. Um, so we'll take calls. Uh, oh, preparewithkate.com. Make sure you're getting food storage in the window that you have. Make sure. Remember we said this is a window right now. Take advantage of it. Go to preparewithkate.com. Best deals on the internet. And uh, it'll help you feel calm. But feelings are a big, big problem with these leftists. And I know that I know that's the case. I've talked to, I've talked to somewhere. I'm blown away with the conversations that we have. But it, it, they try to change the dialogue into feelings and away from facts because facts don't shore up their agenda with their feelings. And their feelings have completely taken over. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, you're pretty much right. And uh, there are basically much, thank three you. rules you need to use. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about the fellow you were debating mm-hmm. with, if you had to lose it, use yeah. that uh, word rather loosely, uh, mm-hmm. online. And there's basically three rules that you have to insist that you have if you're going to get anywhere. But before that, really, we're not talking so much about feelings, but perceptions or dishonesty, intellectual dishonesty, because mm-hmm. they're making up things. They're saying speech right. is violence and so mm-hmm. forth. We have to expose that. And that's really because going of how they feel the third Mm -hmm. yeah but they say feels but it's not feelings really it's perception or it's some dishonesty Mm -hmm. like uh, knowingly that speech is not violence yes so they often just outright uh, intellectually dishonest they lie so it's either that or perceptions uh this is a a big debate uh, that aristotle and kant had you know a hundred years ago Uh, but it's perceptions that we should be focusing on your perception is such and such now uh what this is really anti-intellectual there's a point with some of these people you do what Christ said. Don't throw your pearls before swine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't get anywhere. Now, I very seldom talk to these people except in one situation, and I talk to them a lot when others are listening. Mm-hmm. So we need to really communicate. We're talking, and you do that on your show. Mm-hmm. You're ta- trying to educate others and show people the fallacy of their positions and so forth, but, but not re- uh, thinking that you can really change somebody like this. Mm-hmm. He's a, a, a product of government schools, probably, mm-hmm. uh, taught how not to think. Right, right. Uh, 
and so th- it, that's really important. It's uh, much and, of the time it's intellectual dishonesty. Well, you're right about what, that. I want to comment about it. you're right about that because then the reframing of the last three years is now. I do strive uh, strive to to um, you know ex- to realize you know and, and expose and fight for liberty, fight for liberty. Um, and of course, I did have those uneasy feelings. No, he didn't. He was all aboard the COVID train, right? And so now it's a reframing intellectual dishonesty of the last yeah. three years to put himself in a category maybe he wants to be in, but isn't. Right, and that's yeah. your tape of that gentleman was uh, confronting that woman, uh-huh. uh, that uh, professor, whatever she was. That's what he focused on. That's the third category of the three categories of what you need to insist. Mm-hmm. But uh, before I get to that, you know, what did he say? Careful conversation. Yes, we need careful no, to get conversation. The truth, what, to determine what is, is, is <laughs> you need thinking. Yeah. And, and, and that's the first uh, rule that I'm going to cite here. The first thing is the facts. You've already discussed that. Mm-hmm. You have to confirm and determine what are the facts. And don't let him or anybody else divert. You have to keep it on reality. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you have to apply logical, logical analysis to the facts. And you, So those are the two first of the three categories you have to uh, deal with or mm-hmm. stay in with anybody. And then after that, and that's not easy. A lot of people don't aren't very logical even. It's hard for a lot it of is. people that are on our side. Mm-hmm. And the third one is a category we're also, we've already talked about, and that is expose the avoidance of both the previous two, the, lo- the absence of logic or mm-hmm. irrationality and the absence of reality, the facts. Right. So stay in those three categories. Mm-hmm. The, uh, insist on we're going to be factual-based, we're going to be logical analysis uh, applied right. to those facts, and expose the avoidance techniques they use like uh, you. your uh, gentleman yeah. did. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate the rundown. I really do. Yeah. So based on what he just said, you know, people ask me all the time, uh-huh. Why do you bother talking to these people? Mm. Why do you bother mm. debating in social media with these people? Right. You're not going to change them. And my consistent answer is, I'm not doing it for them. Mm. I'm doing it for the other people who may be listening or seeing or right, reading right, it. Right. And maybe a more open yeah. mind will see it right. and understand it. Yeah, you're right about that. If you can take MIT telling you what they're doing... The World Economic Forum, Davos, UN, all telling us you'll own nothing. You know, Klausy boy, you'll you'll have nothing, um, and you'll be happy. Um, you know, uh, the advancement of AI, the advancement of robotics. You got Elon talking about it. All these people. If you dial that in, if you if you take that and you say, well, that's just a bunch of Hollywood and scientific writers, really. So the dishonesty in somebody's brain that says to them, those, that doesn't mean anything. If they're talking about this on the World Forum and they are the movers and shakers and bankers and people that make these decisions to run the press a certain way, tell them what to say, and also um, create legislation that creates these things, okay? The think tanks, mm-hmm. that's where all these people are coming from. But you don't want to take them seriously. You just want to ignore what they're saying and act like they're not saying it. So that's why I posted a, a huge amount of articles. But we, we're we seeing this so much right now, too, is, oh, well, I, I, I kind of wondered about the COVID thing. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You went hook, line, and sinker. Yep. So I'm not trying to ridicule or humiliate. I'm trying to say, wake up now. Like, wake up now, now that you realize that they'll lie to you about everything, then, okay, now it's a good time 
to say, well, I screwed up. I, sh- I believed them when I shouldn't have. So now I want to do better. But it seems like that's the message that doesn't get across. It's, it's never a learning thing. It's a, it's a, it's a redesign. <laughs> so they're basically moving the deck chairs and telling you, oh, yeah, I, I, st- I fight for freedom. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, I can see, but let's have a careful conversation, Kate. Careful, very careful. And he was right. The caller was right. Mark was right about careful conversation. Are we going to actually talk about facts and truth that's coming out? Mm-hmm. Conversation about what? No, a careful conversation means a conversation where I don't hurt your feelings. Yeah. That's a careful conversation. Right. I don't right. want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hurt your feelings. So true. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, earlier you guys were talking about uh, ventilators uh-huh. and how that uh, the ventilators are something that they were saying, having conversations with. And, and you were perfectly right that that was kind of a last ditch mm-hmm. thing that they would do when people were in a, in a Couldn't breathe. much more serious situation. <laughs> right. But here's what was happening physiologically when they were putting people with COVID on those ventilators. Mm-hmm. If they had consolidation in their lungs, which was like blood clots, mm-hmm. then by putting you on a ventilator, they're actually putting pressure. Now, ventilators actually do put pressure on the heart. Mm-hmm. Now, I was trained as a respiratory therapist, so... Mm-hmm. Understand some of this stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, what they didn't realize that they were doing at that time was by putting more air. They were putting fuel on really high oxygen levels, right. and then putting them on a ventilator. The ventilator's putting that extra pressure. The heart's already working really hard. Then you find out that person died of a heart attack. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because they're adding this extra pressure, mm-hmm. and it went. It wasn't able to get any more oxygenation into the system because of the consolidation mm-hmm. or the blood clots in their lungs. Right. So that's why people were dying on the ventilator. Well, and the remdesivir, uh, the remdesivir with a 54% uh, kill rate in the only study that it was ever in for Ebola, uh, Brian uh, uh, artist talked about the fact that when he was doing all of his research, what was so interesting was it was actually making, it was getting you to the point where you would drown in your own fluids and it would actually hurt the kidneys and hurt the heart and hurt your major organs. Yeah. So the combination of those two. Bad medicine. Yes. Experimental. Yes, I totally agree with you. Experimental medication saying it's safe. I just could not believe they were saying it was safe. Um, After like, oh, we'll just give it to everybody. Right, Uh, right. That doesn't make any sense at all. Come on. Well, I'm glad you called in, especially with the job that you have. So thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Um, One one thing that stunned me in the hospital was the fact that I had to consistently beg to get them to turn down high flow oxygen. So usually, you know, you would start to turn it down in increments to give the lungs a chance to recover and do their thing so you could get better. But I had to beg, 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 beg to get them to turn it down a couple of notches because the the threat the whole time was, oh, high flow oxygen is high, ventilators next. But they would they would not reverse and go back so that they could let the lungs do their thing. And every single time I begged and had to beg and beg and beg to get them to turn it down, they turned it down. The lungs were fine. But yep. they kept they. It's almost like they wanted to keep it high, right? Because then the ventilator is the next step. And then how much money do you make when a patient gets on a ventilator? Yeah. Well, a lot, especially with COVID. Thirty thirty five thousand. Yeah. A day. Right. So there were a lot of distressing things. Anyway, but I'm glad he called in. That was good. Um, we just, 
now we have this fight going forward. We just have three years behind us. A lot of lies came out. A lot of evidence came out because people are actually dying from the shots. <laughs> we, I don't mean to laugh. It's just, it's actually happening. I guess you can oh, ignore yeah. it. I guess we can put our heads in the sand and ignore it. Again. Again. So how many times are we going to do that before we realize that Satan is real? Glenn Beck is right on that. Everybody expects him to come to their door and knock and go, I'm here and waiting for that moment. And until then, it's sunshine and lollipops, I guess. And he's going to mm-hmm. be wearing the red suit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know, what's funny what's up? to me is during co- during the pandemic, they refused to see that people weren't dying. And now that they're dying of the vaccine, they refuse to see they are dying. Yeah. Now, you're the right. Same you're people. right. I know. I know. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh, my gosh. Wow. And if you're dying, it was COVID, not the shots. Yeah. And that's why we talked about the drug trials. You have a drug trial because every time you partake in a new drug, they write down what happens to you. You take a COVID shot. None of that is real. None of the side effects are actually happening, they say, to you. It's because of the sniffles, the COVID that you have. Oh, good grief. I, I just, I don't even, I don't even know how to even talk about it anymore. Three years of shows on this. Three years. Yeah. Today, just, this is the anniversary of us talking about Blovid for three solid years. And we talked about it as a lie from the beginning. Yeah. I just want to remind everybody yeah. from the beginning. You just need to get in touch with your feelings. <laughs> Gosh. I just need to believe Fauci and the CC, uh, CDC. Oh, my gosh, you guys. They're the same people on I have on tape and record going, we have hope, but no data for the shots. But we have hope. That was the director of the mm-hmm. CDC. But we have hope. That's your CDC. Um, I hope you don't believe public health anymore. I actually hope you don't believe the medical cartel because they take their orders from the NIH and they can't deviate or they open up the hospitals to liability. I hope that we go in to this year with a more clear understanding of what we're dealing with and all of the pure evil that is involved. And that we actually see it and don't expect the red suit with the horns, <laughs> but actually see it playing out because we get from here to Revelations, what they talk about in Revelations, and it isn't going to happen overnight. And it's long, long, well laid yep. plans. Yep. There's no other way to do this. You can't take a country like America, strip it of its liberty, turn it inside out into a smart city of surveillance and do all of this with the medical cartel and medical um, IDs and not know that it wasn't a well-laid plan. I'm sorry. Well, and, and the other factor is, is the plan includes us having an opportunity to gain salvation. Right. Yeah. If it happened overnight, how are you going to do that? I don't know. <laughs> but everybody thinks Revelations is, I guess, for a whole other group of people. I don't know. Book of Fiction? I don't know. I actually believe the scriptures. So I actually think that he was trying to tell us where we land. Right? Yeah. And we don't get from here to there by accident or in one day. I'll tell you that much. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Um, Be faithful. Be fearless. Go buy a replica coin. Thank you. Be back tomorrow.